0: Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood
1: floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, September 22nd. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Missouri highways are lined with signs against drinking and driving. Those warnings are part of a penalty the state pays for allowing passengers to drink. The safety improvements are saving lives, but then you have to be able to also think about what impact is the policy itself having on causing those behaviors in the first place. We'll have more on Missouri's outlier approach to road safety in just a few minutes. Only a small percentage of Missouri residents who received COVID-19 shots has signed up for the state's vaccine lottery. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports, state health officials announced the incentive program this summer with $900,000 in cash prizes.
0: The lottery awards $10,000 prizes to people who have gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. More than 660,000 total doses of the vaccine have been administered since the launch, but only 45,000 adults who have been vaccinated since mid-July entered the state's lottery. Chris Prenner is a sociology professor at St. Louis University who tracks the state's COVID data. He questions the lottery's effectiveness, given that the number of people getting vaccinated was already increasing this summer. He says incentive programs sometimes discourage people. People see a lottery and say, well, if it's such a good thing, why do you need me to get paid to do it? The state used federal money designated to boost vaccine uptake to fund the lottery. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis
1: Public Radio. St. Louis County Executive Sam Page says there's some ambiguity about whether a new vaccine mandate affects the county's police department. Page signed legislation requiring county employees to get vaccinated against COVID-19 or face periodic testing. A department spokeswoman says the agency is working on an order following through on that new law. But since the Board of Police Commissioners oversees the department, Page says it's unclear whether an ordinance passed by the county council has any effect on officers. Well, I don't know that it does apply to the police department. We'll bring it up uh, to the Board of Police Commissioners and... uh, um, have that conversation. is certainly a gray area. A union representing the officers opposes the vaccine or testing requirements, saying a decision on getting the shot should be between a person and their doctor. St. Louis police are urging people to cooperate with officers to combat violent crime. That comes after another downtown shooting on Monday. As St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports, it occurred as city leaders are stepping up public safety efforts in the area. Police say the
0: shooting occurred on St. Charles Street during a vigil for a victim of gun violence. The shooting left three people injured and another dead. Mayor Deshara Jones announced last week that a downtown task force would look at ways to curb violent crimes. There will also be an increased police presence over six weeks. Dan Isom is the city's public safety director. He says community members and neighborhood leaders need to work together to improve safety. It will take partnerships to improve public safety. This means we will need community members and we will need law enforcement to play a role. Only by engaging people in the community can we address this violence. St. Louis and St. Louis County Police are also investigating three homicides in the region they believe are connected. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio.
1: St. Louis University is canceling undergraduate classes Friday, allowing students, faculty, and staff to focus on mental health. The decision comes after the suicide of two students this month. In a statement posted on its website, university leaders say the loss is, quote, unprecedented for SLU and requires an unprecedented response. The leaders also say the well-being of students is, quote, a priority at all levels. SLU says it is working to improve resources and approaches to help students with their mental health and wellness. Missouri is an outlier among states when it comes to allowing open alcohol containers in vehicles. Alex Smith reports the unusual policy has come at a cost that's far beyond roadway risks.
0: When you drive along I-70, the giant strip of interstate that splits Missouri into north and south, you pass a host of safety measures, rumble strips, barrier cables, and drunken driving warnings seemingly every few miles. With all these signs, it looks like Missouri has made a big commitment to safety, but it's not quite what it appears most of these measures are actually a penalty for Missouri allowing open containers on its roads. Missouri Department of Transportation Safety Engineer John Nelson acknowledges the state's policies create a catch-22.
1: The safety improvements are saving lives but then you have to be able to also think about what impact is the policy itself having on causing those behaviors in the first place.
0: In the late 90s, the federal government approved the Transportation Equity Act for the 21st Century, a law that includes prohibitions on open alcohol containers in moving vehicles. Missouri and other states that haven't followed those federal standards are required to divert a percentage of their roadway construction funds to safety programs. In Missouri, that's added up to $370 million since 2001. Data suggests that extra spending might be making Missouri roads safer, more so than the rest of the country. Between 2001 and 2019, traffic fatalities nationally have decreased by 14%. But during the same time, traffic fatalities in Missouri decreased by nearly 20%, according to data from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. John Nelson says that Missouri's open container policy is actually money well spent. It's, a, it's an interesting dilemma because it does take money away
1: from um, what I'll call our, our everyday road and bridge projects, you know, replacing pavements, replacing bridges, um, but it does still get spent on the roadway um, through those safety improvements.
0: But advocates say Missouri roads could be even safer if the state took a tougher stance on alcohol in cars. Safety researchers found that enforcement of open container restrictions reduced drunk driving by 17 percent. Tom Greenfield of the Public Health Institute says restricting open containers can prevent a number of problems. The whole idea behind no open containers is to actually reduce distraction, drinking, and very difficult to determine if it's the if it's the driver or the passenger i would think it's not just open container policies either. The Missouri State Highway Patrol has not conducted sobriety checkpoints since 2017, after they were defunded by state lawmakers. A Highway Patrol spokesman told KCUR that officers are continuing to remove impaired drivers from roadways, but polling in 2018 found that 2.2% of Missouri adults said they had driven after drinking too much, higher than the national rate of 1.7%. And in recent years, Missouri has also seen a higher-than-average rate of traffic fatalities involving alcohol. According to Mothers Against Drunk Driving Regional Executive Director Allison Summers, the state could make roads safer by restricting open containers and bringing back sobriety checkpoints. Right now, Missouri is behind in our impaired driving prevention as far as what our offices are able to do out on the roads. Despite decades of positive trends, safety advocates worry that our roadways may once again be getting more dangerous. Although driving dropped significantly around the nation during the early parts of the pandemic, traffic crashes actually increased. That trend is still going. Early estimates show that crashes in the first quarter of 2021 were 10% higher than the same time a year before. I'm Alex Smith.
1: Alex is a reporter at member station KCUR in Kansas City. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. This has been The Gateway.